Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're re- Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting email from a fan that said, Carol, I just want to check in with you. How'd the workshop go? Well, I think you should have been there so that you could have seen how the workshop went. You know, for my single sex addicts, one of the things that I know is that this is absolutely much, much harder for you because you don't have a second reason to want sobriety. You don't have a second person to be accountable to. It really all falls on your shoulders. And for that, I'm sorry. And that's where fellowship is so important because when you have fellowship, then you can be accountable to somebody, right? But in the meantime, what I know to be true is that when you have a family, when you have a partner, you have another reason to do it right. And oftentimes, not only do you want to do it right, you want to rebuild the trust that you lost. And so my helper heal workshops are exactly that. They are a way for a partner to help their partner heal. And it matters not, since we're, because it all hurts the same. So I have felt very um, blessed to be able to write the book, Help or Heal, an empathy workbook for sex addicts to help their partners heal. And then, you know, I did that online course which is on my website, Sex Help with Carol the Coach. I'm not kidding you. That's hours and hours and hours of information on relationship skills and trust-building skills to really help your partner recover. Okay, then I, um, 
I did the workshop, and I am going to have another workshop. I promise you that. I'm thinking the end of September, the beginning of October, uh, what I know is even though I don't, my birthday is not in September or October, it is my big 65th birthday. I was just telling my husband that I doubt that COVID is going to be over, and I am a celebrator. You know, I want to cater a party. I want all my friends to come. I want us to, to focus in on the good things. Focus in on the gratitudes. And why do I want that? Because I believe that whatever you appreciate, appreciates and gets bigger. And that means I want the joy in my life to be greater and greater and greater. Now, you know, my husband and I have two different philosophies about COVID. And I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just not my mindset yet. My husband believes that we all just need to get COVID and get this over with and then develop those antibodies and get strong that way. And although I buy that, you know, I don't want the medically compromised to take that risk. And I think I'm one of the strongest human beings that I know. I mean, twice this today and you know, I just bought that pedal board that you get to, it's a stand-up paddle board on the water that you pedal. Unbelievable workout. And I work out with weights, and I play hard, and I work hard. I love my family. Life is good. I have not had that many tragedies, and those tragedies or traumas that I've had, I really say to myself, you know what? They were there to build me stronger. And yet, when betrayal occurs, that is the number one infraction. That is the thing that can break, break a person, drop them to their knees. And so you've got then several layers of trauma. You've got the trauma from the man or woman that's experienced betrayal. And then after that, the addict has the trauma of watching that and feeling horrible and choosing to live with that or not. Most of my addicts do. They say, you know what, I caused this and I'm seeing it through. And I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with that, but I am saying that I believe that that is a great reason to stay together and see if you can't make it work. And to be able to make it work You really have to be committed to practicing the skills over and over and over again to increase empathy. You've heard of the Thanos, you know, the check-in process where you identify feelings and affirmations and needs and um, own something that that holds you accountable and, and then really look at how you can provide service. Well, I'm a believer in my very own connection share. And connection shares are a check-in that actually have two different levels. One is whenever you do a connection share, this is essential. This is imperative. And that is 
that you both have to sit down face to face, right? One person can't be laying on the bed and the next person sitting in in the reading room right next door. It has to be face to face. To check in with each other on these five statements. You have to identify your primary feeling that you've had this day and explain why you had it. You have to be able to have a share a struggle or a concern that you encountered. Now, we'd like that to be about recovery or about addiction so that the partner knows more about you. And then when it's the partner's turn to talk about that, he or she will be able to let you know what their triggers are. And then an appreciation for your recovery, because why? You heard it earlier, what you appreciate gets bigger. It appreciates. And it's always good to know something that you feel gratitude for. Now, I know I meet a whole lot of addicts that says, Carol, that one's going to be hard because I don't want to look cocky to my partner. I don't want to look like I'm proud of myself because I did the next right thing. Well, you're absolutely right. It's all in your tone of voice. It's in your demeanor. And, you know, maybe you start out your appreciation by saying, you know, I don't want to appear like I need accolades for this, but I really am pleased with the fact that I've been contacting a man in the fellowship every day to either express a concern I have for myself or a concern that I have for the other person. Then you have to share an appreciation you have for the relationship. I'm happy and appreciate the fact you stayed. I appreciate the fact that you put um, the kids to bed three nights this week while I did my recovery. I appreciate the fact that you let me give you a big hug and a kiss. And then the last one is, what would you like to work on for tomorrow's recovery? A partner always wants to know what you're going to be doing and that you're forward thinking and that you're going to keep improving and improving and improving. Now, these same things go for the partner. You know, what is her primary feeling that she experienced today? And what struggle, concern, or trigger did she encounter? What is an appreciation she has for her recovery? And I think if I rewrote this book, I would not call it recovery. There's something about that that grates on my last nerve. I don't want (laughs) to call the partner's work recovery because she's not recovering from anything Personally, she's recovering from the trauma of betrayal. So, of course, an appreciation for the relationship, and that's always good for a partner to identify what's one thing I feel grateful for or I believe is working in our relationship despite the huge volcanic eruption and splinter in the relationship. 
And then what would I like to work on for tomorrow? Remember, because I'm taking that word recovery out. Um, I, I think it's real helpful for uh, the betrayer to know what his or her partner is going to work on so that there can be some encouragement and some check-in and some how'd that go for you today, some connection. Now, the truth of the matter is that if you want to go deeper after you've got these check-ins down, then I'd love for you to try the check-ins that require more vulnerability and non-defensiveness. And, you know, what we know to be true is that when there's been this kind of infraction, we get lots of conflict avoidance. So this jumps right into the conflict. What I trust most about you is what I trust least about you is. What I appreciate most about you is and what I feel most about the future is. What I dream for in our future is I need you to blank. I need you to make more amends to me. I need you to notice my progress. I need you to cut me some slack when I don't do things perfectly. And as your recovery strengthens, you'll likely be able to understand your partner, partner's feelings and anticipate each person in the coupleship's feelings and reactions. Now, it's all about getting healthy and practicing skills. And tonight, I'm really excited because I have a woman who actually uses hypnosis to alter limiting beliefs, and she's a hypnotherapist. I know she can be very um, powerful when it comes to what you're dealing with in terms of addiction. And, um, you know, I really believe in uh, seeing a lot of affirmations that can pave the way for who you are and what you want to be. And so I was very excited when I heard about her because she has made it her mission to help people in their life, in their recovery. She is just like me. She's an ICF coach, and that is an accredited coaching federation that um, accredits all the coaching schools and makes sure that they are all working diligently to train their coaches. And not only does she do hypnosis, but she, like myself, is a hypnotherapist. And what we know about hypnosis and hypnotherapy is that it's not a standalone treatment per se for trauma, but it can be incredibly helpful in trauma. It can be incredibly helpful in self-actualization. It's all about envisioning. And so my guest, Elena Morrisinger, has been practicing these techniques for the longest time. And I can't wait to hear what she has to share with us, 
especially about her stress reduction audio sets, which she is going to offer to all of you for free. So I want to say, Lena, welcome to Sex Help with Carol the Coach. How are you? Hello, Carol. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. How are you doing? I am well. And since we have never talked, I know they spell your name E-L-E-N-A, but is that Elena or Elena? It's Elena. 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 Okay. And then is it Mosiner? Mozaner. Mozaner. Okay. Elena Mozaner. And, you know, your YouTube videos are amazing. I went to them to look and see if anybody had introduced you so I would know how to say your name. And I just got captivated with what good work you do with people that really want to alter their mood and want to be different. And you and I both know that there's that unconscious, subconscious, conscious part of the brain. And oftentimes hypnotherapy will plug right into that unconscious and ask for collaboration to make goals happen. So so tell us a little bit about why you got into this business and how you practice it today. Absolutely. And thank you so much for doing the research. And, uh, Carol, I also appreciate what you do and uh, the fact that you are an ICF certified coach. It's just pretty amazing. It's not an easy certification. And I really appreciate the skills that, you know, one can acquire with ICF. So um, my story with hypnotherapy is I've – well, I – have been practicing hypnotherapy for over 15 years. And um, my first exposure to hypnosis was when I was five years old. And um, I actually saw a uh, stage hypnotist back in Russia, where I'm originally from. And wow. uh, that really stuck in, yeah, it, it really stuck in my head. I still remember. I literally stood up on my, on my feet from my seat and I was just mesmerized by what's, what I saw on stage. So I saw the uh, female hypnotist who was hypnotizing adults to act like children. And uh, in my own five-year-old mind, I was just wondering, how is it possible? How can those adults act like children? So uh, I wanted to understand how it worked, and uh, it took me a long time. It took me about 20 years before, well, 18 years, at 23, I took my first course in hypnosis, and then I deciphered the magic behind stage hypnosis. And then from there on, I started studying it, taking courses, and I went to schools. I became both a coach and hypnotherapist. I started working with clients and then referrals. And um, I've used hypnosis for myself. Um, It helped tremendously with uh, specific uh, fears that I had and also help me assimilate to the to the American culture uh, better and faster. Well, it sounds like you knew from an early um, stage in your life, there was a fascination that you were tapping into. And so you call yourself a hypnotherapist. And I know that as a hypnotist, we help people hypnotize like you saw on stage. But a hypnotherapist obviously um, works with people on their problems. And then as a coach, 
you help people to self-actualize. So can you give our listening audience a taste of some of the clientele that you work with? And that's a, a good point. There is a huge difference between stage hypnosis and hypnotherapy. So I, I, don't, I have not ended up being a stage hypnotist, but a hypnotherapist, so I can help people make those changes. Um, I work with uh, 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 different clients. Uh, some of the common issues that I've had clients come to me, of course, uh, smoking, bad habits, weight loss. Um, and But there are certain clientele I really enjoy working with. Um, I enjoy working with performance. I enjoy working with uh, helping women um, uh, be more confident and also relationship issues. And uh, there's a portion of my clientele that has sexual problems, whether it's sexual performance anxiety or uh, sexual addiction. So these are pretty much the the clientele. I'd I'd say 20% of my clients have have sexual issues and 40% are relationship issues related. Okay. And so, again, share some of the sexual problems that 40% of your clients might have. So it it has been common. uh, I've had men come to me with sexual performance anxiety which is the uh, the ED, the erectile dysfunction, uh, very much a performance issue. It's as much in, in the head. And then uh, there are sexual addictions. And I haven't really spoken with too many uh, therapists on the numbers and their experiences, but from my experience, I, I'll say that um, sexual addiction, I think, is more prevalent uh, among men, at least, from my experience. Um, so uh, whether it's porn, uh, sexual addiction to porn, or um, affairs, having affairs with other, other women. So that, that's the gist of the sexual uh, addiction clientele. For women, I would say I've only had a few requests when women had um, a sexual addiction. They, however, women have have two type of issues there may be addiction to um i would say love and connection a certain attachment or um uh, women dealing with breakups uh divorces or or having relationships with sex addicts or you know partners that are are, are unfaithful so, so understanding how to how to deal with that and what choices to make can be an issue. Absolutely. So, you know, you said that when you're working with a sex addict, you're either looking at some of the recovery issues or you're looking at the relational issues. And and definitely um, with recovery, oftentimes there are urges and cravings that I know hypnotherapy can be very helpful for. And so I'm wondering how you might work with somebody who has strong urges and cravings for, you know, acting out or extra multiple um, marital affairs or, you know, even behaviors that uh, could get them in trouble, you know, voyeurism or exhibitionism. How might you use hypnotherapy 
to dim those urges and cravings or turn them down. Hypnotherapy, uh, Carol, is a good supplement uh, with uh, other types of work that one can do, like psychotherapy or sexual therapy. Hypnotherapy um, can be used to uh, reduce stress, uh, certain anxiousness, and um, also there is a process called parts therapy, which I've used with clients, which is really incredible. And um, I'm sure you know parts therapy. Uh, It it involves really speaking to that part within uh, a client that is responsible for behavior. So we can use parts therapy to help help, uh, communicate with the part and maybe negotiate with another part. Uh, and find a new type of behavior, sort of like a substitute that can satisfy that need. And uh, and then there are different uh, relaxation techniques. Uh, there is a technique uh, I'm sure your the audience is aware of probably, and yourself, uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique. I teach that to to my clients, a shortened version of EFT, to help them uh, become more aware of of cravings and urges and um and really at the end of the day it is it is about awareness and recognition and pausing and mindfulness really becoming aware of that uh, strong urge or desire so awareness and mindfulness is really key and these can be these can be uh, simple suggestions when you work with someone to become thoroughly aware of the desire, to become aware of the urge, whether, whether it's physical, emotional urge. And uh, sometimes you can ask them to imagine it, give it color, but it is about the uh, profound awareness of it. Once you become aware of it, you can begin to release it and sub- let it subside naturally. Well, you know, it's interesting because I... Um was trained initially as an Ericksonian hypnotherapist. Mm. And Erickson uses a lot of metaphors um, yeah. that follow this, a similar process to whatever a person might be working on. And so oftentimes, you know, I will ask my client, if your life were like a metaphor, what would that be like? And, you know, maybe they'll say, well, my life is just the a huge storm and it's volcanic and you know it actually it's like a tornado and 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 they bring up these beautiful metaphors that then under hypnosis I ask them to draw or experience mm-hmm. that metaphorically in a different way and it's interesting because for a listening audience you know it is your conscious part of the brain where you typically make choices, and then it's your subconscious part that makes choices that you don't necessarily or are not necessarily aware of, and then it's the unconscious part of the brain that you ha- you really can't necessarily tap into and understand. That's that part that really stores memories, images, and um, impulses that come out when you least expect it. 
And so what I found hypnotherapy to be so um, effective is in helping coordinate all three parts of the brain to work together towards one goal. And um, it sounds like you do a lot of that same therapy. Now, I got to ask you, because clearly you have this stress reduction audio set. And tell our listening audience about that, because you are offering that free of charge. Um, and I want, I want my audience to take advantage of that. Get on your website and take a look at that. Absolutely. Uh, the stress reduction set is... It is about a relaxation response, which is the opposite of the fight or flight response. So there are three audio sessions uh, that can help you release that natural relaxation, that state of calmness and uh, being present. And um, I've released it now to just to help people deal with all the incoming anxieties that they've been experiencing with the current state of events and also, with that said, um, there is a, a one-hour self-hypnosis course that teaches people how to induce um, a state of hypnosis and use and design their own suggestions to reprogram the mind. So there's a whole uh, set of inductions, hypnotic inductions, that you can um, have access to, and also um, a little guide uh, to to help you. Uh, design powerful, positive affirmations. So I do believe that uh, self-hypnosis is uh, important. It matters uh, to understand and use because it helps you self-sovereignty, the, the autonomy, so to say. It, it, you become the story, storyteller, the author of your own life through uh, inner self-talk. Yeah, absolutely. And and in your YouTube videos, you do talk about the need for positive affirmation and positive self-talk. So now let's just move away from addiction because anybody, you, me, our neighbors, our family, anybody can use affirmations and also that positive self-talk to navigate us forward in life. And that's the coaching part of self-actualization. So how do you help clients with positive self-talk and affirmations? So uh, I'd like to add one thing about the Ericksonian. I really appreciate that you you mentioned Ericksonian because he he was the one who – who strongly believes that we have the inner resources for change. So it's, it's really incredible to, to be using this metaphors. I, I like what you mentioned about the uh, storm and how, how to reframe that. Just wanted to say that. It's really incredible. Um, so <clears throat> when I work with clients uh, using either metaphors to help induce that uh, state of imagination can be really profound. And uh, affirmation, affirmation is... We, we all have heard of the word affirmation. It's, 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 it's a very popular new age, new age word. As hypnotherapists, we often use the word suggestion, which is the uh, 
it's just a phrase, a sentence, and uh, as professionals, we are equipped to help design the specific type of suggestions, affirmations. And when I work with clients, my first goal is to really understand what's the, what's the limiting belief, what's holding them back, what's the blocks, and um, what is this limiting pattern that is in the way of their desired outcome. And then we'll spend some time to, to uh, de- design uh, the new set of suggestions, um, affirmations that are usually stated in present tense or past perfect tense as if they have already happened. And I like, there's, there's an interesting, um, in sports, they often use visualization and um, visualization of a task being completed. So, so that's, that's really powerful and suggestions and affirmations can also be designed in that same fashion as if something has already been done and completed and you can add visualizations, visualization to it to activate a, a feeling, feeling inside of you and emotion that goes with that um, desired outcome being completed. So that's how, that's, that's how uh, our clients can benefit from working with somebody like yourself or, or me because we are really truly equipped by um, you know, helping them design that new story with new uh, affirmations and pictures and sides that can be installed in the unconscious mind. Absolutely. And so share with our listening audience, obviously no names or anything like that, but share um, how you help somebody with a visualization to help them get to their goal. Describe the problem he or she experienced and, and how you worked with them further. Um, well, I've, are you interested in, in, in any specific type of client? Or it doesn't matter. Any client you want to talk about, yes. Well, I do have, since I do work quite a bit with uh, performance and um, relationships, let's say it's a, it's a performance anxiety, someone who wants to get up on stage and uh, and, and speak confidently. So, in that sense, you want to communicate um, a state of connection. Uh, I am connected with my audience. I, I, I project confidence. The audience is on my side. So oftentimes with that type of problem, with performance anxiety, there is a sense of isolation and inner judgment. Uh, and... Uh, with a relationship problem working with women that are, and I, I have women come to me with relationship breakups. Um, so I help them move forward into a new chapter, a brand new chapter where they are open for a new relationship or are in a healthy relationship. So we use um, a powerful uh, visualization of being new you. What, what does it require? How does it feel like? How does it look like 
to be a a different version of you. But before we go there, I, I really spend some time talking with a client, uh, trying to understand what are what are the lessons from from what happened. Um, if it was a breakup or divorce or or they were with somebody who's um, who was cheating in them or who was addicted, they finally they finally decided to move on. What are some of the key lessons that you're carrying away from from this from this the end of this chapter? And it is absolutely important to to understand that because this is part of the adult learning model. Uh, David Colby is an education uh, theorist. He He's, he, he does talk about how if something happens, we need to identify what has happened. And uh, we need to clearly describe what happened and, uh, and then move to the stage where we ask, now what? What do I do now? So it's, it's kind of like you're almost approaching an event, almost like a researcher, like a scientist. So that's what we try to do what I try to do with my clients to really carry the lessons, carry the wisdoms from what happened so that they don't repeat it again. And that's the adult learning model. So you can keep growing into a new chapter, new you where the lessons have been learned that don't need to be repeated. And who are you as that new um, being? So we go into a, a description of that person and then I communicate it to a client in a state of hypnosis, so we can re- so we can really really stay in the unconscious, both as words and pictures and sights and, and and sounds. Yeah, like a movie. Yes, that absolutely makes a lot of sense. And let's face it, for someone who has performance anxiety, um, their anxiety may have stopped them from being able to visualize uh, how, how actualized they can be and how powerful they can be. And in a state of hypnosis, it opens up the doors to being able to visualize something that perhaps you don't feel initially. Um, I know with sports, performance yeah. anxiety can really get in the way of that, can it? Oh, absolutely. And you're absolutely right, Carol. The anxiety is not allowing you to see that what you want, that what you deserve. And uh, through hypnosis, we can actually uh, show the movie, show the trailer of the of of the upcoming amazing film, amazing new story. So in sports and uh, performance, they use a lot of that um, re- mental rehearsing, or it's also called future future progression and that can be used really anywhere not just for performance it can be used um in relationships it can be used in the somebody who's recovering from a sexual addiction what does it look like to be free of that uh you know the problem in the sexual addiction how how meaningful are your relationships what type of relationships do you now have what are the benefits of this new um, things in your life once you are free from uh, the urge, being a slave to the urge. So something like that. You have to take them to that new, new way of being and feel it, fill it in with positive feelings and emotions. And so let me ask you, because um, obviously 
you brought up sexual addiction, you brought up somebody who doesn't have that belief, somebody with a lot of anxiety. I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage our listening audience to think about one thing that they have wanted to do, but their own limiting beliefs, their own anxieties or fears, their own worries may have stopped them from doing. And I would like for you as a listening audience to be to close your eyes and just imagine yourself being able to accomplish that. And sometimes with my hypnosis and hypnotherapy, if they can't really see themselves doing it yet, I ask them to visualize somebody else who has been able to do it. You know, an all-star athlete, a gymnast, somebody that they were in class with, someone who appeared to be able to, to have what my client wanted. And then I ask them to actually imitate or um, express themselves in a way that brings them that sense of performance, even if it's not perfect. Because let's face it, perfection can also stop our clients. Can it not? Absolutely. I love I love your example that you're bringing up, Carol. Um, it, I don't know if you've heard of NLP. In NLP, they call it modeling. When you actually model uh, your uh, somebody you admire, somebody you like, it's 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 very mm-hmm. much like that. It's it's really incredible. You know what else I do sometimes, um, and it actually comes from a bit a bit from uh, the stage hypnosis, and I've been using it with clients. They love it. I ask them to tell me who do they admire and I, I uh, for someone it can be Oprah for somebody it can be um, you know a, 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 someone very accomplished or, or if it's a woman who wants to be in a relationship she can imagine a friend or, or, or a boss or a celebrity who has a family so I ask them to imagine that person something that you just uh, mentioned and then in hypnosis, I I ask them to imagine they are that person. So I bring them back, mm-hmm. and then we do a bit of role role playing, and that is so powerful because it's almost like acting, and they also get into the mind of that person, and they start. They, sometimes they change the posture, the way they speak, and they get to imitate that person's sort of like a mindset. It's, it's almost like a channeling. It becomes like a channeling. And then when I bring them back, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, this is interesting. That's that's how that's how Oprah feels. That's that's why she's so confident." Or, "Oh, Kim Kardashian." Or, you know, it's really it's it's a fascinating uh, exercise. Well, I would think it would be. And did you say uh, you don't know if I had ever heard of NLP, neuro linguistic programming? Oh, I'm sure you may have heard it. You probably know what NLP is. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I, was I wasn't sure yeah. that's what you said. And yeah, neurolinguistic programming for our listening audience is a way to anchor certain feelings, certain beliefs, certain images, um, and incorporate those ourselves. I, I find that it's a beautiful complement to hypnosis or hypnotherapy because it really does get past the limiting beliefs by anchoring new visualizations um, through taste, touch, smell, 
uh, sound. And what I miss there? Five touches. So yeah. we have we have hearing, audio. We have olfactory, which is a uh, uh, smell. Olfactory. Smell. We have gustatory, taste. And then touch and kinesthetic. There's a kinesthetic as well, which is like a feeling. So yeah, that's my primary um, uh, yeah representational system. I'm a feeler, and you know, again, mm. for a listening audience, you can determine which one you are, which one of the five senses you access the most by your language. So if you say. I see what you're saying. It looks to me like I can visualize that. You probably are guided by being able to envision or see. If you're kinesthetic mm-hmm. like I am, I will say things like, it, um, it's hard for me to handle. I can't grasp that. All those words that connote being able to touch. And when you access the words that you use, if you're, if you're auditory, you might say, I hear what you're saying. It sounds like that's a great idea, um, what I'm hearing you say. When you do that, that obviously means that your primary system is hearing, and that's how you assess and perceive the world. And NLP can help us to expand that by listening to the people um, who are before us and relate to them in that same representational system. It's another way of relating in an unconscious or subconscious way. Yeah, now, it is I know. a wonderful report. Mm-hmm. We got kind of heavy for them, but no, absolutely. Yeah. And you have done a lot of training. Um, let me ask you one other personal question. Where did you get your coaching degree? I went to University of Texas at uh, Dallas, so I did a two-year mm-hmm. program. I did my mas- master's in executive coaching and organizational behavior, and one year of that program was devoted just to coaching. So that was a rigorous program, and then at the end of that year, I uh, passed the exam and uh, did my one-hour one tape that they uh, evaluated. So, yes, it, it, I, University of Texas has, has been a big part of it. Interesting. Well, you put a lot of time into it because for people that don't know, although actually I work for an organization, um, it's a partner betrayal organization to complement the work that I do with sex addicts, and they utilize, I would say, 50% clinicians and then 50% coaches to help partners Mm -hmm. to heal um, in by using novel tech tools and, and resources that, you know, when you're traumatized, you not, might not even be able to think through to be able to do. Uh, we just find the coaching is instrumental in taking that person mm. to the next level. So, yeah, that's great. Let's, let's tell everybody how they can get to your website and also how they can access that skill set. Absolutely. So uh, the website is elenamozoner.com, just like my first name and last name. And on the homepage, you can sign up and receive the set 
stress management set, and you'll also receive a, a, an access with a passcode to a one-hour uh, self-hypnosis course, which is four, four, uh, five modules, seven modules. It's pretty simple. Okay, so again, I am going to encourage you to go to her website, which is www.elena, which is E-L-E-N-A, and then her last name, M-O-S-A-N-O-R.com. You can go... M-E-R, not O-R, E-R in the end. Oh, E-R, okay. That's good to know. And so... That will take you to, and you can even just Google her name. She comes right up. Um, And that will give you the availability of her downloads regarding her stress reduction audio set, which includes three recordings. And she obviously told you about other options that she has available on that site. And if they want to work with you, they can get a hold of you through your website. Absolutely, yes. They can just fill out the contact form, and um, I'll uh, I'll be available for them. All right. Well, you know, one of the things that I told my listening audience tonight is that hypnosis has been used for centuries as an adjunct therapy for limiting beliefs and for working beyond your potential. And so you've shared with us some really important techniques. Now, before we end... You and I both know that COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on a lot of our clients, and it certainly is creating unique anxieties. And so this stress reduction set is a helpful tool for COVID and corona. Um, What are you seeing out there with your clients and this pandemic? I... A few few interesting things. I'm seeing a, a lot of change, and I'm seeing people reinventing themselves. And I have clients that come to me now, those that are, are on unemployment and really finding new ways to, to envision their lives. Um, and um, I just think that I've heard someone talk about, I think it was Greg Braddon, the author of The Divine Matrix, he talked about how we are going through four stages of greeting. We are greeting our former life, really, the life that we used to have. And then I was like, this is so true. There's, there's denial, there's a bit of anger and anxiety and depression, and we're all moving to this final stage of acceptance. And once we accept it, fully accept it, who are we? We are, we are a new version of ourselves, and we better be a better one and health-wise, taking care of ourselves emotionally, spiritually, this is what's really happening. And that's, that's been the narrative for many of my clients, uh, finding this newer version, healthier version, eating healthy, exercising, um, and, um, and being more mindful and reinventing themselves. Well, absolutely. And I really appreciate the fact that, again, as a coach, You take something that looks like a tragedy and you go, what opportunities is in that? And so your clients are working from that place where they're saying, how can I reinvent myself and how can I use this to make a difference in my own life? Yeah, and and maybe even 
for your community and, and the world around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other additional tips or hints for our listening audience about COVID-19? Well, I, I'd like to say that one, one med- meditation that I practice and I really enjoy is called Vipassana. That is a, an, a deep awareness. It's, it's simple scanning. So you can spend five to ten minutes a day just scanning your body emotional, uh, I'm sorry, mentally scanning your body from top, from the top of your head all the way to the, to the tips of the toes, maybe five minutes down, five minutes up. It's a wonderful um, technique and meditation, and, and I use it also in hypnosis when I induce uh, trance, to help you establish um, equanimity of the mind. So it can be very helpful nowadays, and uh, it can be really helpful with stress. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on this sh- the show and helping our listening audience to feel like they have options beyond their own personal circumstances. I hope they will all go to your website because it is um, very interesting and it will take you to places where you'll get to see how she does her work. Again, that website is dot. E L E N A M O S A N E R dot com. So Elena, thank, thank you so much for your help. Absolutely. Yeah. You make it a great And Carol, thank you. Thank you so much and, and I really appreciated your questions and your comments. I really enjoyed being on your show. Good luck to you uh with your podcast and um and uh your audience. All right, and keep me posted about different projects that you're doing and books you're writing and all sorts of things. I will. I will. Thank you, Carol. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, so think about it. You know, um, I know with partner trauma, we do say hypnosis and hypnotherapy are not standalone, but they are wonderful adjunct treatments to take your life to a different level. I'm Carol Jurgensen. She's AKA Carol the Coach. And um, listen, there'll only be one of you at all times. So fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. We'll see you next week for more sex help with Carol the Coach. Make it a good one. <laughs>